0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you as a parent gain a deeper relationship with your team. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepherd dive into a topic that will challenge, encourage, and inspire you as you parent your team. Let's listen in.
1: We have a very serious topic today, teen suicide. It's been with us for a long time. Is it getting worse?
2: You know, I I think that, that kids really look at this world as being more and more hopeless. I mean, as they are exposed to more things, as information turns over quicker, in their immaturity, they are coming to a conclusion that it is less hopeful you know, than than what they anticipated. It's a lot harder than what they anticipated. Mm. And I think that's why we see the escalation of kids walking away from the church, of being more involved in drugs and alcohol and 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 moving to a point of suicide. And I mean, we just ask everybody here in the studio, do you remember somebody in high school, when you were in high school in junior high, committing suicide? Well, I never um, I never knew of anybody.
1: Yeah, I think they kind of hid it in in the days when I was in high school. Yeah, too. I
2: mean, maybe they we didn't know about didn't it or something. It. But I I went to a high school of 3,000 people. And out of all of that, um, you know, not one. And I I mean, I didn't hear of it. And even working in Young Life in the initial days of Young Life, I never, uh, we never heard of that among kids. And it's not that it didn't happen. It It wasn't as expressed. It was more hidden. And we didn't have the internet to tell everybody about it. But I am amazed at the number of kids that I know that have taken their life because they have gotten to the point and they feel just totally hopeless in the situation they're in. I, I think that the reason that so many people feel hopeless is because this culture is one of hopelessness. And apart from a from from the good news and the message of Christ. Uh, the hope that comes from uh, from a relationship with him, that's what gets kids through it, gets people through it and lets them know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And it's a real dark tunnel during these adolescent years.
1: Mark, sadly, in your experience at Heartlight, you have had to deal with suicides, attempted suicides, and families who have to cope with that. Yeah, so yeah. as bad as that is, I think we can all learn from your experience here. You today. know, uh,
2: there's been a, a a ton of kids that have come to us that have tried to commit suicide. Of course, they don't come to us if they succeed in that. But but it, it is interesting. We deal with those kids. And I have said for years, we've never had any of our kids commit suicide. Well, I got to tell you, last year, we had three kids that have been with us over the last 10 years that committed suicide. Mm. And, and you look at the situations. I mean, I, I think teen suicide is a teen's last attempt to ease the pain to make a statement, or it's just a wrong decision given a permanent solution to a temporary problem. They don't see the bigger picture, and and we all know that kids look right now. I think kids in high school, you know, can can think about a week ahead, and that's it. Maybe those in college can think a semester ahead, uh, but but for whatever reason, I think so many of these kids feel a sense of hopelessness that they've tried so many things. And these are kids that have been raised in the church that somewhere along the line feel like I just don't feel that hope. I don't feel like I'm moving anywhere. But but these th- And these three kids that we had, it was a real interesting um, mixture of, of, of their suicides, but I found out about two of them in one day. I mean, I opened up a letter and found out that one of the boys that was with us decided on christmas morning to put a gun in his mouth mm-hmm. and it was evident that this young man was making a statement he was letting people know you have messed my life up and this is what you get and he was filled with rage and the rage was moving him to a point that he wanted payback and this is what he was going to do another young lady fought depression all the time and and when she wasn't on meds to help with her depression, it just got worse. And, and a lot of kids don't want to be on meds. And so I think in the midst of that dark hole that they feel like they're in, uh, and they don't feel like there's a ladder to get out, then what they do is say, you know what, I can just end this and I won't have to feel it anymore.
1: But are they making a statement like in the case of the Christmas Day suicide? Are they... You know, I think he is. But is that always the case?
2: No, it's not. You know, I, I, I think that he made a statement because the bitterness that he felt, Felt toward his family for how they treated him and and just how he was raised, and he felt like he was a little odd and couldn't fit in and that stuff. Uh, the young lady was just so depressed that she couldn't get out of those blue moods and um, and and function. She felt like she was always sad, and I mean, she just got tired of the sadness. But what I find is is that there's an overwhelming sense of hopelessness, and and sometimes when we get around those kids that are having those thoughts that say, I want to die. There's a part of that that, that that that's not suicidal thinking. It is, it is just a thought that says, I want to die. And I go, okay, I, I can understand the difficulty of the situations. When kids begin to say, I'm going to die, that's suicidal thinking, mm-hmm. and you've got to intervene. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I want to be involved on both sides of those things. But the tendency the tendency for, for so many people, when somebody is moving toward the point of suicide, they begin to isolate themselves. They begin to push people away. They, be, they begin to operate on their own. And, and I think they don't want people around because if people are around, then they might be able to talk them out of it or not get them through it. I believe that that's when we as believers, uh, we as a mom or a dad or a brother and sister, need to move toward them. I, I've got to tell you this. The other night I was on the phone with my brother.
1: I was just thinking that story you told me earlier. Yeah. yeah. And,
2: and, um, and he doesn't call me that often, but he, he just left his wife and and, uh, and they've gone through a divorce. And I saw him last week at a dinner that we had and he came and then he felt a little awkward and he left. And and so when he called me, I said, hey, tell me what's up. And and he said, well, you know, I'm just doing this, moving into a new house and stuff. And And I said, how are you doing? He says, I'm doing fine. And I, and I asked him, I said, you're not going to commit suicide, are you?
1: You, you were him.
2: Yeah. Me. And he goes, no, I'm not going to do that. And so I kind of joked with him. I said, okay, if you do, just give me a couple of days notice where I can build it into the schedule. But my point was, I wanted him to make a commitment to me. You know, when I've gone to people who, who are saying, I'm just at the end of my rope, I want them to make a commitment to me, to verbally communicate to me, I will not do that, or I will call you the next time I have those feelings. And so in any of the thoughts that that we share today, I'm going to tell you, you have to be involved with people and go on your thinking. Don't wait. I mean, everybody that I know of It was all unexpected. Uh They never knew. Oh, yeah. They never knew that they would actually do it. And I go, So you don't go off of their thinking, you go off of your thinking. And so that's what I do is is say, I want you to make a commitment to me. And if I think you're moving in that direction, I'm going to be there and I'm going to get there quick.
0: Have you heard? Mark Gregston has launched a new podcast, and it's called I Mustache Mark a Question. This new weekly Q&A show is exclusively available on Apple Podcasts with a subscription fee of 2 dollars a month or $29.99 a year. Just search for Heartlight on Apple Podcasts, and you'll find both this free podcast, Parenting Today's Teens, as well as the new subscription-based Q&A one. It's more great parenting advice from Mark Gregston on I Mustache Mark a Question go check it out. Okay, now back to today's show.
1: We hear from parents. We receive emails from parents who are concerned about this issue. Here's one uh, who says my son is not listening to me. He doesn't feel like, by the way, he's not listening to me or my fiance, which tells yeah. me it's a, a broken home there. He doesn't feel like he needs to talk to anybody, like make new friends, etc. He is going to church. He also thinks he's bisexual. He has no self-esteem, no respect. Does not care for other people's feelings. Is dishonest. I've had him in counseling, but he just disregarded everything she said. He doesn't think he has to listen to us or teachers at school. He has said twice about committing suicide. Yeah, warning, warning signals there. Mark? Yeah,
2: there are some. You know, I think when a teen goes through a sexual identity crisis, there is a lot of conflict because chances are he's been raised in a home that said, this is what we believe about homosexuality. And a child finds himself having those feelings, and so it becomes a shaming opportunity for him and moves to self-contempt. And I'm, I'm not speaking and telling anybody what they need to think about homosexuality I'm not doing that. I we all know what scripture says mm-hmm. and and everybody has to has to kind of weave that into their thinking in a way and go okay then how do I how do I deal with that when it's my son that's going through a difficult right. time
1: or my I daughter yeah. yeah.
2: And so so I think this child because he he knows he's in conflict and if there's no solution to that conflict then it becomes hopeless. And so somebody says, well, quoting more scripture or get him into Bible study, he's going to church. But if he goes to church and he feels more and more condemnation, you know, and more judgment, then it will continue to push him into that darker hole. And I'm just saying at that point, people don't need that. Once they know the truth and know what it is, they don't need to be judged and, and constantly pushed. They understand it. They need to be encouraged to find out how it applies to their life. And it just means somebody needs to walk alongside them. They're not going to find this on the internet. They're not going to find it on in a social networking opportunity. They're, they're going to find it when one person says, I will spend, time with you. It's not going to be a once-a-week counseling session. It's going to be somebody that will engage with them, and if they have to, get with them every day, every day for lunch, till they get them to the other side of that.
1: So if we see any signs of depression or the beginning of depression, that should be a red flag.
2: Well, does. I'll tell you, that, and that's where it's going to lead. I mean, there, there are some people that need to get professional help. They need to be meeting with a counselor. Anytime a child looks at me and says, I'm going to kill myself, I can tell you within a few hours that child's going to be in a hospital in a safe environment. Mm. I don't care what's going to happen. Mm. And I've had kids look at me and go, I'm 18. You can't do that. And I said, don't push me. I will do whatever it you takes. You take it seriously. That's right. I do. When they say it, I cannot walk away. And so I'm going to move toward them during that time and do what I need to do based upon what I'm hearing from them and 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 not be slow to act because I don't want to carry that on in my life, the rest of my life, that I didn't do something. And at the same time, this is the point where you save their life.
1: I just can't imagine losing a son or daughter oh, no. to suicide.
2: Mark. God, you know, I'm... It becomes so important for us to know, um, you know, how people are feeling when they, they lose a loved one. What signs did they see perhaps later that they can teach us? And I think what she's saying is remain in contact. Mm-hmm. Don't lose contact because they that just makes people feel more and more isolated.
1: Here's another email that has come in to us from a parent on this topic. Uh, our daughter has been cutting for several years. Uh, She's had one suicide attempt a year ago after being raped, which she told no one about. I read her diary recently and discovered this. Her schoolwork and home relationships are okay, but she believes she's stupid and ugly because these two things she cuts, and and God hates her and is trying to ruin her life. She's willing to try for help, although she is resistant to therapy.
2: Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, and here's a hopeless situation, I think, uh, brought on by a rape, which tells you that you're stupid, that you allowed it to happen perhaps you feel a little bit like trash because, uh, and so that makes you feel somewhat ugly. So here she is trying to to deal with those things. You know, a, a child's cutting is a, is a cry for help. It, it can, when a child does any type of self-harm, I, I think what happens is they're trying to to purge themselves of maybe a, of a wrongdoing or a dirtiness. It's kind of like confession when they go in and they want to purge those things. It's and not so, always
1: a precursor to suicide. No, it, a...
2: it's not. And, but I mean, some people do end up dying from a self-inflicted injury because they cut, but I'm not so sure it's a suicide attempt. But you know, it, it points to something else uh, within circles that I think is important for parents. I think we ought to teach kids about values and character and morals and principles in all those things that we find throughout scripture. I think we ought to be sharing those things with them and let them know the difference between right and wrong that we need to 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 you know develop that side of them so they understand. And you know so that a kid when they do something wrong they get spanked. They they feel a sense of judgment. And and yet when they start moving into the adolescent years and start shifting from that concrete thinking to abstract thinking, we need to start teaching them about hope that when you do mess up, there is hope, you can get through it. It's not just a spank on the hand or judgment that you get, but you can get through it and God will take that and use it in your life to create in you the person he desires for you to be in his in His mysterious and wonderful way. Well, hope is needed and probably needed so much more than judgment in the training of a child when they start going through hard times and difficult times and find themselves in a very dark hole. If they get in that hole and all they feel is judgment for getting there or judgment for not being able to get out, the situation becomes hopeless. And so I would encourage parents, how how do you spend time teaching your child about hope? How do you let them know that, that That which God has started in the life of your child, that he will bring to completion. How do you let them know that no matter what situation they get in, there is always the way of escape? Mm -hmm. No matter what temptation you fall to, no matter what poor decision you make, you may have consequences, but there is hope, and it can be used to build your character and to move on.
1: God's always bigger than the problem. That's
2: right. And I think when a child feels judgment all the time, they feel like they can never come out from underneath that. And and those kids that I know that that have committed suicide feel hopeless. They feel there is nowhere to turn, not even in their relationship with Christ. Because I got to tell you, every one of these kids was a believer.
0: Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, you can visit ParentingTodaysteens.org, HeartlightMinistries.org, or markgregston.com. Join us back here tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.